Welcome back to Footwork, a podcast for those who dream big, never settle, and make their own path. I'm Sean. And I'm Dylan. Together with guests, we share stories and tips every Monday to educate, inspire, and create a community built of soccer players and dream chasers. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Danny Vitiello was a professional goalkeeper for Sacramento Republic FC in the USL Championship, the second tier of US soccer. Danny played at the University of Albany before signing with, at the time, USL Championship side Nashville SC. After spending his first professional season adjusting to the pro game, Danny signed for Pittsburgh Riverhounds where he was awarded USL Championship's Golden Glove. He has since signed for Sacramento Republic FC where he played a huge part in their historic 2022 US Open Cup run making it all the way to the final, beating three MLS teams in the process. Danny shares insight into his underdog mentality, hearing doubt from coaches but still knowing his worth, being a leader from the back, constantly learning and working hard, and many tips for young aspiring goalkeepers. This is Underdog Mentality with Danny Vidiello. So another massive Pico Park native from the hometown. We had Dakota Barnison on a while ago. Danny Vidiello, welcome to Footwork. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited. Danny, we always start out with the motto here, so that's make your own path. And someone who's really went out and made a name in U.S. soccer, what does making your own path mean to you? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's just like putting your putting your head down and, and just working hard. I mean, ever since high school, you know, I've always been sort of an underdog, you know, and it's just always keeping the dream alive and just always thinking, you know, you, you can make it. You know, no matter where you're from, you know, what you're what you're doing, how, how who you play for, I think there's always a chance. And if you just put your head down and work, I mean, the sky's the limit. Love it. And before we get deeper into some of these topics and your story, who are you, where were you, and where are you going? All right. So I'm Danny Vidiello. Um, I'm a goalkeeper. Um, I'm from Massapequa, obviously. Grew up in Massapequa, played club soccer. In Massapequa, New York, um, played for the University at Albany for four and a half years. Um, and then I moved to Nashville SC to Pittsburgh. And now I'm here in Sacramento playing for the Sacramento Republic, um, playing goalkeeper over here. And it's been a fun ride. Very nice. So let's start with the now then. First league game against El Paso, 1-0 win, clean sheet, a bit of a, a, a tough couple flights home obviously but a great start to the season so what are your goals personally and as a team for this year yeah so a big thing this year is you know last year obviously we we did some good things we made it to an open cup final we and with that we made it into the usl championship playoffs but ultimately we didn't win anything you know we didn't win any silverware so this year the big the big thing coming into camp is we need we need some silverware. We need something for, you know, the fans to be excited about. We need to be making finals and, you know, trying to lift some some trophies. Um, and, yeah, that was a big thing in preseason this year. And, you know, all of our our energy and, and passion is it, every single day working and training is, is just building up to that. You know, just the end of September, October, you know, being able to play play for, for trophies. And, and yeah, just – just working hard towards that and you touched on it the u.s open cup final run i mean what a run you eventually get to the final with orlando city on the way you beat san jose earthquakes 2-0 round of 16 la galaxy 2-1 quarterfinals 
Sporting Kansas City in pens, which I believe you made a save in the semifinal, and then get to the final, the first uh, non-MLS team to do it since 2008, which is, I mean, what a what a run, first off. Um, describe the mentality on that and, and what made it so special and how is it even possible? Yeah, um, I think the mentality of the group was just like we had players, you know, to, to be able to, you know, beat these teams. I mean, we had 11 guys who were starting, then guys on the bench, you know, who could be playing at the highest level in American American soccer. And I think we believe that. And, you know, it's going into each match, you know, our coaches put in good, great, great game plans, you know, to, in order to see out results. Um, and, you know, when we stepped on the field, you know, we we believed, we just believed in each other and in and, and what we what we put out on a, on a daily basis in training. Um, and yeah, I think, I think we showed that the leagues nowadays, there isn't much, you know, separating us. Um, and, you know, stepping on the field, you know, 11 versus 11, you know, anything can happen on a daily basis. You see, you see the runs in the FA cup, you know, you see these smaller division teams going to, to Tottenham Hotspur stadium, you know, it's, it's, it's similar here. It's just, you, you just got to want it and you got to, you got to believe in yourself on a daily basis to, to, you know, get there. And then ultimately just got to put more, more balls in the back of the net than the other team. And three times we did it last year. It was great. I mean, just like you said, it goes to show the immense talent in the USL, the closing yeah. of the gap on the MLS and I guess the possibilities for the future. So, I mean, did you guys kind of have that in mind as like, you had a point to prove that, you know, yeah, we are the second tier to the MLS, but there's not much separating us and anything can happen on the field. Yeah, of course, there was a point to prove. We had we have guys on our team who have played in very high levels in, in MLS or overseas. Um, and I think each guy individually said that had a point to prove just, just for themselves, you know, that mm. for me, you know, I've never played MLS, but, you know, it goes back to, you know, believing in yourself, you know, and making your own path. You know, I couldn't, like, saying to myself, I could play at the highest level. Um, you know, the chance just hasn't hasn't come yet. But, um, you know, so you go out and you want to prove yourself. That's that's really it. And luckily, we were able to, 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 to do that. Yeah. And last season, Sacramento Republic uh, averaged over 10,000 fans per game, ranking number one in the USL Championship, which is incredible. I mean, how does it feel to play for a team with so much support? Yeah, it's great. I mean, this this organization is is top in our league. Um, and you see it on a daily basis, just on how we're treated. You know, you go out to, you know, grocery shopping and, and you get noticed. And um, yeah, I've been to places where you get, you know, 4,000, 5,000 fans, and that was great. And then you show up to Sacramento and, you know, you have 11,000 fans, you know, roaring. And it just pushes you to that extra, that extra amount, you know, on a Saturday to get a result. And last year, I think, I think we lost maybe one or two two games at home all season, including the Open Cup. And I think they were a big driving point in, uh, on why we we made the run that we did. You know, versus San Jose versus Sporting Kansas City, they were they pushed us to get those results for sure. And uh, yeah, they were a big they're a big part of why we want to win trophies. And you know, you want to win big games because you know ultimately we're doing it for them. We're doing it for the city. Um, and yeah, they're a big part of Sacramento Republic culture and, and 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 the team. Speaking on this, the the idea and the urge to get these trophies and kind of make that switch from great performances and an historic run, but just getting that 
extra bit to win that silverware. I mean, does that come down to more mentality in, in your opinion, in terms of doing more to get to that last stretch, that last ounce out of everybody to, to get to, to the final step stretch? Yeah. I mean, I think winning is, is a mentality in general. I mean, if you step on the field for training with, with a bad mentality, you know, not wanting to get better that day, you know, I don't think you're going to be going very far, not only in your career, but, but winning, winning trophies. So, I mean, I think the guys, guys that make it far, you know, in their career, they, they step on the field every day during training, wanting to win those 5v5 at the end, wanting to win those possession drills. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think last year we had the mentality in training. We just came up a little bit short, but, um, but yeah, I think if you have the right, right headspace to want to do it every day, then, then you'll be making those finals year in and year out to, to, you know, get, get silverware and put it, take that off your uh, checklist. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking, speaking of training and, I mean, your position as a keeper and being a leader, how do you approach training? Are you one of the guys that's like, if you don't win in training, it's, it's a, it's a rough day at the office. How are, how are you? Yeah. You know, I, I'll speak for my wife on this. If I'm, if I have a bad training session or, you know, it's, I, I lose a session. Um, yeah. I'm not very happy coming home. You know, I think she, she knows if, if I have, if I, if I won at the end of the training session or not from, from how I walk through those doors, you know, but, yeah, that's that's only for like the first twenty minutes, you know. But yeah. I, I get on to my daily, you know, routine. But, but yeah, I'm one of those guys where I'm screaming if, if you know, we're losing or if guys aren't aren't taking it too serious. Um, I want to win, you know, day in and day out. And you know, I think I think guys on the team will will, will tell you the same thing. On the energy I bring to training is is to just get that one percent better every single day and yeah. and get those those results, you know. And rewinding the clock a bit, growing up in Massapequa, you did have early success uh, winning a club national championship and and high school state championship. Was the idea of playing professional a constant thought during these years, or was it never on your radar? Um, I think during high school, it was just it was just always the next the next step. So when I was high school in high school, you know, when we were in high school, it was all about you know getting a scholarship to college, you know, going Division One, you know, all that hoopla. So I think. When I was in high school, it was it was all about you know how do I how do I go to college how do I get to that next step, um, and yeah, like I had, I think I had a pretty successful high school high school career. I believe we ended up winning three state championships in in club soccer, and then with the high school week, my senior year, we won a we won a state championship um, for the high school season. Um, yeah, I just think that, that driving point was you need a win in order to, you know, get looks from colleges and, you know, ultimately get get a scholarship to help out with, you know, tuition and, and living, you know, over there. And, yeah, I think my mentality was always just, you know, got to get better in order to prove myself at the next level. Yeah, the next step. Exactly. So, yeah, I've heard on, on another podcast there was I want to talk a little bit about this recruiting process. So I had heard that you said you had done a, a few college combines and mm-hmm. you got a report from college coaches and they kind of gave you a grade. And I was just wondering if you could just walk us through that and the mentality and, and feeling maybe like you had a point to prove. Yeah. So, so I went, I went through, you know, the college process, you know, the big thing was to go to like 
these college camps, you stay overnight or, you know, those one, one day, two day camps. So I went to a Villanova one and their goalkeeper coach at the time. Um, he was, he was someone who played in the MLS. I'm, I don't know his name for sure. And at the end of it, you know, they give out these, these like cards, you know, of like how they think we did. And like, that, that camp, like I was, I made the all-star team like once. They had like two all-star games. I made one of them. Um, played all right, played pretty well. And at the end of the, at the end of the camp, they gave, they gave me this card and it was just like, yeah. Um, it, it's, it was like, you should try playing like high division three. You know, that's where we, we see you, see you best fit. And I, I looked at that and I was like, wow, like I thought I played really well, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they gave me the card. I, I wish I kept the card to this day, yeah. but I did. And then I also went to like a division three, like it was pretty good schools, like Scranton, mm-hmm. Scranton University. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I sent an email afterwards to them, like asking them what, like, what, what they think. And they were like, yeah, we're looking for someone like with more, like with more athleticism. And mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, I've been told all my life I'm pretty athletic. I played, I played basketball, baseball. I don't know. But, but yeah, you know, those camps did you know luckily i was i was able to you know push myself into you know just just keep putting my head down and and yeah those those camps ultimately didn't turn out the way i thought they were you know ended up kind of negative but you know i guess that happens in, in the college recruiting process you're, you're only showing yourself for those two days so yeah mm-hmm. it's hard to really i guess get a get a real picture of what I am as a player but yeah that's how those went that was I thought that was pretty great pretty fun and as as an experienced pro now I'm sure you you've come to understand that it's a game of opinions that a coach here might think you're amazing another one thinks you're not the best Uh, were you did you have this mentality at these combines or at this age were you able to get over it and understand okay this is just someone's opinion and I know my worth I mean, it's all about, it's all about opinions. You know, you gotta, you gotta know like what you're, you're, you're capable of. I know on a Saturday I can go make, make five saves and get my team a result, whether, whether it's a clean sheet or whatever. I know I could do that, you know, but you know, each coach has, has what they want, what they, what they're looking for. Maybe I wasn't, you know, the, the right size, you know, who knows I'm, I'm six two, but maybe they need someone six five who's able to just stand in the six yard box and and lift the ball over over everyone's head. And maybe you know maybe they want the, their keeper to to be able to play out of the back or a certain way, or you know you know you go into these camps, you know you you do small sided and you could like for like for me like you you win the you win the day or whatever you win you win the games, but ultimately these guys they they could want a certain stature and you know they're going to tell you. You know things that you know they see that they don't see that that and that's why they don't want you here. So maybe I did well, you know, but I'm but I'm not six five, and they want someone who. So they they already yeah. know what they want, pretty much. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's so true. I mean, so often they have this preconceived notion of what they're looking for, and it doesn't yeah. matter how good you play. It's really just like in the end they're looking for this, and they have the blinders on for that. It doesn't really reflect on the terms of your performance or who you are as a player. And and in the, in these camps too, you know, they there's guys that they want to see that they they bring out. You know, they're not paying the hundred dollar yeah. fee. You know, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's 
it's it's just it's all part of it it's part of it it. some of our money grabs some helps people it's tough to say but like in the end they're not really the end all be all these camps i mean even when you're in college you know you you work these you know you have you help out with these camps and there's like 100 kids that come yeah it's so tough and you're like we only have 20 guys on the team you know like can't take all these kids no yeah completely right so you do end up choosing University of Albany, though. I was just wondering, do you have any advice for for younger players, kind of on this this route to choosing a college? Yeah, um, you know, I think I think it's more than just you know playing soccer. I think college these days, guys are in high school, and you know, it's all about going pro. You know, it's all about yeah. you know how am I going to go pro? So you go, you go, you see kids get all these scholarships, and you're like, oh. Wake Forest is ranked number one. I want to go to Wake Forest. Yeah. And then they go to Wake Forest and they're not playing the first year. You know, there's seniors yeah. and juniors who who are there already, who have who have gone through the years of of sitting out, you know, and and now now they're like, Oh, I want to transfer. I didn't play this year. I think you ultimately gotta gotta know what you're going into as this for the school. You gotta you gotta like the school you want you wanna go to. You wanna so when I when I was choosing college, I, you know, I did all the visits like like I wasn't a soccer player. Like I would I would visit the school. I would I would walk around, you know, whether it was having kids on a soccer team with the coach walking around the school. Could I see myself there? You know, going to the dorm rooms. Could I see myself in this dorm room? Because ultimately, that's where you're going to be living for a year. You know, it's can you see yourself in this dorm room rather than, oh, yeah, I can see myself you know, walking into this locker room every day where they spend millions of dollars and yeah, in four years or in two years, I can, I can leave and go pro because we're going to be, we're going to be ranked number one and making the NCAA tournament. I'm going to have all these eyes on me because I speak to kids these days and I tell them what what I'm telling you right now. And they're like, yeah, but I need to play my freshman year because I want to leave and go pro after a year or two. You know, I want to be a generation Adidas guy. Truth is, only six guys a year get Generation Adidas. Like, you're you're going there for an education. You know, if you if you wanted to go pro, like, there's a, there's other routes to go pro from high school. Like, but college, you you got to make sure you like the school before you before you go because if you're not playing, you're gonna be miserable if you don't like the school. You got to yeah. be able to enjoy. It. You got to be able to have friends. You know, like the classes you're going to, like the setup. The, just the amount of kids these days that you see entering and just entering the transfer portal, the transfer portal is a whole new, new world. Nowadays. I don't even know how to explain it anymore, but you see, kids. I mean, I don't really know what it is to be honest with you. Yeah. Been out, I've been kids, out the college game for a while. Yeah. You see kids go to school for three months. They don't play. And then they're, they, they answer, they answer the transfer portal and they try it in a different school. And then if they don't play there, they're entered in a second. Time. Right like, it's just like, wow. Yeah, it's it's and it's unlimited. It's like, can you just enter as many times? As I think years as you I have? think there should. I think there's a cap, but okay. I would say there's probably a cap, but but yeah, there's just the, the transfer portal is just a mess nowadays. And, and then you, you go on the transfer portal, and then other coaches can see that you're yeah. looking to join a new college. Ex- exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Wow, so, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And speaking on that, I mean like these some of these uh kids that you're speaking to saying oh i need to play freshman year you actually registered your freshman year which ultimately yeah. wound up being a great decision 
your junior year, you were ranked number three in the country for save percentage. Um, did you make that decision because you felt you needed time to develop and grow? Or was it a decision that someone else saw and recommended you to make? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously going in my freshman year, uh, we'll get we'll get into this, I think. So going in my freshman year, there was there was five keepers. Um, the year before they had four, but they got down to their last two two goalkeepers because because of injuries. So I kind of like, obviously Albany's a state school, so being from New York, it's a little cheap on the cheaper side. So, so I came in as the fifth keeper, Division One. You know, check that off the mark. In high school, I wanted to play Division One. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. That was my so check mark. And then once I got got there. It was like, wow, these guys are grown men. You know, you walk around on the on these visits. I'm, I'm looking at the gym, and there's guys work like there's three guys working out, and they're, you know, juniors, seniors, just just huge. Look like they can, you know, bench press two fifty on the bench bar as a soccer player. I haven't lifted a pound in in, in high school. I mean, Sean, you probably know, you could tell what I looked like in high school <laughs> as a sophomore. Um, as we I all did, in, so did I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I came in. I came in like. A little bit of a bowling ball, you know, like like bigger stomach than my than my chest, and you know, you see these guys, just absolute units, you know, they I, they could literally like lift me and, and toss me out of the gym, but anyway, I come in freshman year, five keepers, and they have a senior, so I'm like, all right, I'm probably not gonna play, blah blah, blah. we'll see how training is, train training that first year, like I was pretty much like a second goalkeeper coach. <laughs> Oh really? It's just yeah, pretty much you know serving, and then I would I would go in trade with the other guy who was the fourth serve, and he would serve, to, and I would go, you know, and then um, and let me know if I'm if I'm going too far out of the no, way. no, please do. That's no, good. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. This is good. Um, and I'm pretty much like okay, so this is where I'm at, I guess. So just just kind of working hard. Luckily, I had a good goalkeeper coach who kind of would talk to me and kind of act like most goalkeeper coaches, they would only care about, you know, who's playing, you know, who's maybe the number two, you know, making sure they're ready. But he would always talk to me, you know, keep me, keep me in the loop. Kind of like, Oh, I got plans for you. Like, I like, I like the way like you do this, you know, I have, I have big plans. Um, And yeah, just that year, just, just kind of learning, just kind of learning what it took to be a division one, you know, rookie, you know, just, just learning what it takes on a daily basis, what to, what to eat, you know, what to, what to, you know, what to do like outside of, of soccer, you know, classes, like, like what, how to, how to do well in school, like yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, and then it was just one morning I was just like, you know what, I think I should probably like just have a conversation with, with our coach, you know, just walk in. Um, I think it was like, let's see what, it's like October or something. It was like middle of the season. I'm like, let me just walk in, like see what he thinks. You know, I, I already, I know what red shirting is. Like maybe just bring it up to him. I haven't played a single second. So I could have been on that path anyway. He could have just, you know, after the season, just been like, yeah, we're just going to red shirt him, you know? And I walked in, you know, I was just like, Hey coach, like, I know, like I haven't played, like, and I think, I think I want to like red shirt, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, do you, do you even know what red shirting is? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, like, you don't play and like you get an extra year, like getting the extra year for like, I want to do that. And he's like, Oh yeah. Like, I think that's the right path for you. Like, I think, I think, 
can you see yourself here for an extra year blah 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 and I was like yeah like I could see myself here like like I could see myself you know if I'm doing well like like wanting to stay and after that full semester I think we lost actually the, the first the first keeper the first the first yeah the first keeper went down and the second keeper had like a shoulder issue so it actually went down to to the, like a third keeper in the playoffs. Uh, and yeah. I was like, like it was, there was, there was a playoff, it was a playoff game. And I was like, well, if I like, I'm, I'm like, I could play. And like th there, there was thoughts about playing me in that last, in the last playoff game. Cause ultimately I proved myself to be pretty, right. pretty good, pretty damn good that year. Um, and it was between me and another keeper and they were like, ah, I, I don't think it's worth playing you in this playoff game. We were ranked like fourth or whatever in the, in the conference. They ultimately played the other kid and, but they were like, we're going to keep you on the bench. Like if he goes down, like, like you're going to go in. And I'm like, Oh, like this That's is such it. a weird <laughs> position yeah. to be in. It's bro. so, it's so crazy. Cause like, so we had three keepers like not hurt and they're like, okay, like we're going to have two of you on the bench, both of you on the bench. Like if we're up, like if we're up by a lot or losing by a lot, like we'll play the other guy. Like, because you're rich, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But if we're up one zero, like you're going, we're throwing you in. Like we need you in. And I'm like, okay, like that's that's where my mentality is. Ultimately, we lose the game, and I'm like, okay, like I guess I get my extra extra year. And then at the end of the fall, like he like the coach brings all the goalkeepers in. He's like, yeah, it's gonna be a dog fight like this spring to see who's starting the next year. And then yeah, that's a whole other story if you want to get into that. But but. Yeah, I wanted to redshirt, and I brought it up, and I think I think it was just a good idea in general because I think it's good for all goalkeepers just to just to know what you're getting into, like knowing the training, you know, ritual. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it was good for me. I always tell myself that it was probably the best thing for me because I got all the car like the college stuff out of the way. You know, I learned how to do well in school. You know, I learned uh, like when and when not to go out you know just all yeah. that stuff mm -hmm. and ultimately it led me to you know be who i was in college when i was playing and i think it was just smart and a good idea yeah it seems like you kind of learned like the balance of it all before yeah. you actually had to be kind of thrown in there but yeah. i mean i would love to talk about the spring season and this this idea of like competing against other keepers in general too so yeah. like a dogfight for a starting position i mean this happens a lot as keepers i mean five keepers or whatever you're saying dogfight that's a bit that's a bit much but i mean what is that like yeah so so obviously the senior left that year who who played the majority of the games and then it was really down to the three keepers the guy who played the playoff game the number two and then me he was like yeah it's gonna be gonna be a dogfight i'm like like yeah hell yeah like i'm gonna go into this winter and i'm gonna i'm gonna lose i, I went to my meeting i was like yeah i want to I think I want to be 185. I was like 195. I want to. I want to lose a couple pounds. I was a little pudgy, so I want to. I want to get all that that up, that stuff out. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to come back from from winter, and I'm going to I'm going to run the two mile in under 12 minutes. Blah blah blah. Um, so I go back for winter break, <laughs> and I come back and I actually gained seven pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I run the two miles like thir in thirteen in thirteen minutes, and I'm like, oh, I'm so like, I'm that just like disappointed in myself, like, you know, like, 
I went back and you know it's Christmas like you're 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 eating all this this yeah, crap you're eating good yeah. yeah yeah like like I'm having cookies like every night like stuff yeah. like that and yeah he put like the coach pulls me into the office and he just looks at me for like ninety seconds like no words are being said and then he's just like I'm just just disappointed like oh yeah oh. And, I'm not uh, mad I'm just disappointed oh worst thing there like yeah. I don't even know like how that like that, that could have that conversation could have went for like thirty minutes and I just I don't remember I blacked out like blacked out yeah thing. and then I went well I guess I, I I'm just I'm just gonna you know try and try and work it all off now so I think it took me like about three weeks to a month to lose like twelve like I'm sure I'm sure most of it was water weight but but I lost like. 20 like 20 pounds in like a month <laughs> wow. so you just and went after you just went after I, went, I, I was like in the gym like we, i would do this stuff with with the team and like i would go 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 to the gym at night like and run again like i was doing like two or three days like by myself like doing doing all like this fun stuff i was eating like i was i, I had the same the same meals every single day for lunch i would i would go to i would have like the same sandwich same bland sandwich turkey provolone and and wheat bread mm -hmm. with and then for dinner i would have a salad like this big salad mostly of lettuce and then yeah and go work out i was working out three times a day probably wasn't the smartest idea i was probably take like yeah was, you live and you learn <laughs> yeah probably wasn't the best i could, probably could have got hurt or something but uh, you know that was just my mentality like i need, like i needed to prove myself that i wanted to be here and i wanted to you know start for the team and then so yeah, I, I ended up that spring having pretty good spring season, being like I ended up being like 185, so I lost like 20 pounds in the yeah. spring. I came back from from uh from from the spring semester and guys were like, Holy crap, like where did you go? Like I'm like I'm like a like a like I'm like a pinky. Like I'm like I I came into college like this pudgy guy, like two hundred pounds, and then come back like you, you hear about the 15 like the freshman 15 yeah like going up and like i came back down and they're like holy crap like, like what like what 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 are they doing to you over there i'm just like yeah like don't know like just i just want to play big salad guy <laughs> yeah every single day same salad like chicken like chicken salad like like so many yeah, vegetables yeah, yeah. um and yeah um and then Ultimately, it was it was between me and another guy because the uh, the uh, third guy something happened with him in school. I don't think he he did well in school, so it was just between me and this other kid going into the summer, and and then I think something happened with like he ended up like gain, like he gained like five pounds, and then then and that sophomore year, um, I started the first game. It was it was it was great. Just being able to prove yourself in those spring games, you know, I think I let up one or two goals that spring You're playing 45 minutes a game. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's different, but um, yeah, that, I, I ended up starting versus Villanova that, that in, in my debut, which going back ironic. To the camp, I was yeah. like, yeah, like we're going to beat these guys. Like we ended up losing three, nothing. I made like, I made like seven, <laughs> I made like seven save. So I guess that's not the bright side, but, yeah, we ended, we ended up losing three 0 That was that was an eye opener, and then that year, we both we kind of split the 
we split the um, the non-conference games. Mm-hmm. And then when we got into conference, luckily the, the end of the conference, I started playing. And we ended up we ended up winning the league. We're the number one seed, but we lost in the playoffs that, that year. So, I mean, ultimately it didn't start out great that spring, but it ended yeah. pretty well. And yeah. I guess you could say that I proved myself to be able to to start in that first game. Yeah, which was great, absolutely. Yeah. So over overall, and for your time at Albany, how would you say you grew the most? And what in what area as a keeper did you grow the most that kind of prepared you for the next steps into the professional game later on? Um, I think I think just kind of just managing the game and just being yeah, yeah. being a leader. You know, like coming from high school. You go, you go into college and you're like, you're the new boy, you know, you're a rookie. You're just kind of, you know, you're in a shell of yourself, you know? So mm-hmm. I, like, when I was in the goal, like I was just, I was just quiet. You know, I was just, all these guys have been here long. I can't yell at this, the, the right, the right center back who's a senior and, you know, two ten yeah. of all muscle. Like I can't, and you know, you know, I like, I, that was, a, that was a rude awakening. Like, you you got like if you're going to be a, the keeper of a division one team or just a team in general, you need to be screaming screaming your butt off at these guys. You got to seem like you're crazy. Like you want your center backs looking at you like, holy crap! Like yeah, yeah. this guy's mine. He's going to run through whoever. Like it doesn't matter if it's me or the the guy I'm playing against. He's gonna he's gonna run it. Like whether you're going to or not, like you got to seem like it. You got to be screaming at these guys. You got to be. You gotta have like spit on your beard, like on your. On your, beard, your <laughs> gotta have a beard too. Gotta have like a beard. Drooling, like, just like drooling, like like, <laughs> like going crazy, like like this guy like, could do anything right now. Yeah, yeah. like just kind of just like just learning to communicate, just yeah. learning to you know, be be the keeper. Like you gotta you gotta yeah. be. Have you, a gotta, you gotta have confidence. You gotta you gotta walk with yeah. You gotta have presence. You gotta you gotta have this confidence about you when you're walking when you walk onto the field. You got and you just gotta have big balls like. Yeah, like oh, this guy's a this guy's a redshirt freshman, but you know he's gonna have my back, and he's gonna like he's gonna do it whatever it is to to keep the ball in it. Whether it's yelling at the redshirt senior to to cover the guy, or yelling yeah, at yeah. him after a goal is let in because he's fucking pissed because he's pissed off. Like yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, just so just learning, just learning stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, how has your communication kind of changed over the years in terms of like? when to be positive, when to be critical, when to be tactical, like always keeping your players involved, also keeping yourself involved. I think the communication aspect of a keeper is like, that is the main thing because it's the first thing everyone hears and you're the first person who sees everything. So like, and then also, I mean, just showing positivity, like after a goal, like being all right, guys, like, let's go. Like we got this back. So like, what is your relationship and how has it kind of grown over the years? Yes. So so coming from college, you know, like I got ripped into a couple of times because, you know, my communication was was lacking. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once I got, you know, it gets my job to do it. Like it was, I was like, like that's so I went from being a shell of myself to, you know, never shutting up. And I learned and I learned that that helps me as well. Like I think for a keeper, you know, ultimately you you hope your keeper doesn't really touch the ball that much. Um, so in order to keep engaged, you want to be, oh, make sure this guy's marked, you know, just like yeah. while the ball's on the other side of the field, just like always engaged on, okay, who can I be, who can I be yelling at? Who can I, like what kind of directions I can give? Um, and yeah, it's just, 
And I think there's a lot of give and take on like when to react positively and when to react negatively. So I think, you know, if there's a big play, you know, and, you know, our right back, you know, sees the ball out for a goal kick at, in the 77th minute, we're up one zero. There's a time where you're, you're going to be, you know, giving a little extra, you know, being a cheerleader and kind of being yeah. like, mm-hmm. you're the man, like that was fucking, that was awesome. Sorry. No, um, you can go, was, go ahead. No, you're good. Okay. That was amazing. Like, like, and you see me, like, you'll see me if you watch the El Paso game, like, I'm like, let's go. Like, just, yeah. just cause the ball went out of play and he shielded him out. Like, yeah. like you gotta, you gotta have positive reinforcement, but then if there's a big chance, you know, that they just miss and it doesn't go in the net, you gotta, you gotta get on their butts and, and be screaming at them so that they know, okay, I can't let that happen again. Like that, like, yeah. that was lucky. So like, I think it was in preseason, like someone tried to do like a flick on our, like they tried to like do a back heel on our, on our 18 and they got the ball back and shot it over the box. And I'm, and I'm in the guy's face, like, like get that crap out of here. Like that yeah, doesn't happen. Yeah. Like you, yeah. like you cannot. And unfortunately it was like a 22 year old kid. You no, know, he's like, he's he's learning you know he's he's a little bit inexperienced but he's like i'm never doing that again because this crazy guy who has exactly. spit on his, this crazy guy's got spit all, over, <laughs> his beard, all yeah. over his beard is is gonna yell at me every time i do it but I, I and then you know if if the ball goes in the back of the net yeah you want there's this like pent up energy where you want to scream at him but Mm-hmm. ultimately you can't really do much about it so yeah you could give a little bit of instruction on what to do but you got to pick that player up right away so it's just like yeah the game's not ending like you like you can't like destroy this guy's life yeah, so yeah. right so you gotta you gotta keep him keep him okay like okay well we have your back like you're good and then after the game is when you kind of sit down and you're like listen like yeah you gotta you gotta be here so you can clear that ball next time. You know what I mean? But in that moment, you're like redirecting that energy, right? To kind yeah. of be like guys, like you know, yeah, let's pick it so, up. We can, yeah. So so I'm picking the ball out of the net. I'm throwing it forward right away. I'm making sure these guys have their heads up. Yeah, you know we're because yeah, it's one zero. We're down, but it's the 27th minute. Like how many how many games you see? You just saw Arsenal down two zero against Bournemouth. They they win the game three two and. Ultimately, they can win the league now because they because of that result. The game just doesn't end in the twenty second minute because because that guy made a mistake or whoever made a mistake. You gotta put it forward, and I, and if we win the game, that mistake is like you'll forget about it. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. And then walk us through your transition into into the pros. How did you wind up signing for Nashville SC? Yeah, so I guess it was kind of when I started playing in college where it was just like, all right, what's next? <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, it starts, like, it starts to right. come in there. Yeah. Yeah. So you it? start playing like, like my freshman year, it's like, how do I play? Like, how do, how do I get into the game? Like, and then once I start playing and I'm kind of like, okay, like I'm the guy, like, it's like, all right, normal. so like, what's going to be after this, you know? Right. And luckily my junior, my junior year, um, my college coach, um, he had a couple connections like in the program pro game. He was like, yeah, like, would you want to go like during the summer to like spend a week uh, on like trial with like, with, I think there was, there was Nashville and then there was Red Bull. So I was like, would you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, like I'd want to do that. But again, like it's, it's of my own money. Like 
to go and like you have to get a hotel like i can't like i can't they can't spend money on the college guys or else it's right for go my college you know right. so i have to spend we have to spend money and you know my parents helped me out they knew i want like what i wanted to do and stuff so i owe a lot to them like letting me go on these these mm -hmm. ventures you know red bull not so much you know i could drive there it's like an hour but but nashville like i wanted to go for a week and so i went for five days to nashville you know and, and trained with with the first team and and uh yeah got to got to see what it was like to you know train under a professional coach you know what they did on a daily basis um and you know, small sided came around and, you know, I was making saves left and right. Um, team was winning. I, I was making great saves and they were like, yeah, we, like you did really well. Like we'll, we'll keep an eye on you in your senior year. Um, stuff like that. And then when, after my senior year, had had an okay senior year, we didn't win the chance. Like, we didn't win the conference, but had a decent year. We made a bunch of saves um, and Nashville asked me to come on trial again for like the college combine. Like they invited like mm -hmm. 50 guys. I was one of like four keepers coming in. Um, and, and I, I got offered that for Red Bull too, like, like to come, to come back again. So Nashville was like on one weekend and Red Bulls was the next weekend. So I went to the Nashville one, did well again. And was there from Friday to Sunday, got back after the thing, after the combine on Sunday, like I was packing up for my flight the next morning and the GM emailed me like, like, Hey Danny, like, um, when's the best time uh, to call you tomorrow? Like, like just to talk about the combine. I'm like, all right. Like, I mean, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like I just saw this guy like 20 minutes ago and he's emailing me to when I, I was like, okay, like, like I'm like, I'm like texting all my family. I'm like, yeah, the GM is going to call me tomorrow. Like, it's cool. Like, I guess. Um, so I get home, um, off the flight and he calls me and he's like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna offer you an entry level contract to, to play for us next year. And it's like, it's like November, it's like November, December. You know, and and I'm like, wow! I thought I was gonna be waiting until like around the draft to find out if I was gonna be playing professional soccer. You know, like that's when, you know, the third keeper would would ultimately be taken. Um, I'm like, okay, like this is cool. Like I'll talk to, I'm gonna talk to my family. I'm gonna talk to my coach. I still had the Red Bull camp the, the weekend after, so I'm like, okay, like like I. I think I missed class on Monday. I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. You know, can't think about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I drive to my, I'm like, Hey coach, like, I need to talk to you. Like, like, can I come in? He's like, yeah, yeah, come in. So I'm, in, I'm sitting in front of him. I was like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like I just got off the phone with, with Mike Jacobs. Um, um, and they offered me an entry level contract. He's like, they offered you. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, they offered, they offered me. They, I just got off the phone. Like, like I have the contract right here. Like I, I give him the phone. He's like, like oh, like, oh, wow. He's like, that's crazy. Like it's super early. Like I wasn't expecting it. He wasn't expecting it. And I'm like, what do I do? And and uh, he's like, well, like what do you like? What do you want to do? Like you have the Red Bull camp coming up. Like you don't know what they're gonna do. 
Um, and he's, and he's like, you're a New York kid. Like I could see them like taking you. And I'm like, yeah, but I could live in Nashville for, for a year. You know, I could live in Nashville. That'd be pretty cool. And then and Nashville like was going MLS the right. year after like right. that year. So I was like, they're going MLS. Like could, could maybe ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Could prove myself that year. Like, so maybe I'll, he's like, Oh yeah. Like, national like if you if you can see yourself going there like i could like you can definitely take it and so he actually does me a favor he calls the red bull coach for me he's like yeah like i just got off the phone with danny like they offered him like right away and he, he's like yeah we like him a lot like we could see him taking him but we're not going to make a decision until the draft like we're going to see what like how the draft holds up like who's still available and he and i'm like well, this is concrete right now. I have a contract in front of me. Um, and they're going to w- wait. So I was like, uh, I'm, I'm going to Nashville, I guess. I'm going to be a pro, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be a pro. Like, this is this is for sure. You know, I'm going to live in Nashville. Like, they, they have the housing figured out. Um, I'm not going to go, you know, hope, because, like, at the Red Bull camp. So I, so I ultimately, I, I told Red Bull I'm not going to come to the camp, that I'm going to take the Nashville the Nashville uh, opportunity, and uh, and yeah, in November of that of that year, the season doesn't start till February. I, I signed a contract with Nashville to to play. I was like, all right, signed, sealed, delivered. Love you know? that, yeah. Love it. Over, yeah. What was so that was moment like? Just, yeah, just feeling exactly. like like I made it as a pro. Yeah, I I I mean, I I, I think I called. I called Sabrina and told her, I was like, yeah, we're going, I was like, we're going to Nashville. And, and she, like, she was like, she was like hysterical crying. Like you're going to be pro like, like stuff like that. Like something I wanted for like, for like the past three years, you know, like something right. I've been working for. She was crying. So I was, that, when I said that, I was like, yeah, we're going to Nashville. I was like, like like stuff was going in my head that I like yeah. never happened before. I was like, "That's the moment!" Oh my, oh my god! And then I called my parents, and they were ecstatic. And I was like, well, "This is this is the dream." Yeah. And then, yeah, it was from there. I was just like, "All right, we're going to Nashville. What? Do I, like, I have to figure. I have to. I have to figure out what I'm bringing." You know, do I need furniture? Like, are they going to have all that stuff? Mm-hmm. And and yeah, for those two months, that that winter break, that winter was was very was very crazy because you know I had a lot of family I had to say like goodbye to, like that you know I'm used to seeing like every weekend, like or like mm-hmm. every like two weeks to you know I'm probably not going to see them for for a year, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to come back during the season and. Um, yeah, it was it was an emotional roller coaster, but ultimately, I was I was a pro, and you yeah. know that's that's all I that's all I really wanted. So incredible story, and yeah. uh, you don't you don't make an appearance that year, but I'm sure you learned a ton because like your your initial jump into college, now jumping into the pro game is yeah. a whole new level. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, I mean, looking looking at it, it was just like. Yeah, I guess like it's another red shirt. You know what I mean? It's exactly. just like, yeah, 
got to learn what it takes to be a pro now because it's just worked before. So yeah, like that first week, that first week as a pro was a eye opener. I was like, this is faster. I got to be able to make a pass. I got to be able to break lines. I got to be able to, to do all this stuff with my feet. Um, yeah, that was, it was an, I, the first two weeks I was, I was like, holy crap. Like this is so fast. Like, mm. like I got to learn how to play with my feet. I got to learn how to, how to hit it exactly on the point to a guy's foot so that he can turn and, and be able to face the right way. The, the, that was crazy. And, but like I had guys in my, you know, in my, in, in my corner, you know, the, the goalkeeper coach there who was also a player. He was a player coach, Matt Pickens, who's, who's a legend of his, in himself, you know, played in MLS has been to like men's national team camps. You know, he he ultimately like kind of taught me, showed me the way, I guess you can say, he didn't teach me, but he showed me the way. He was like very he was he was what it what it was to be a professional keeper, like on and off the field. Like I'm saying, like, didn't eat bread, like <laughs> like stuff like that. Oh, yeah. He's doing all these stretches before practice, like he's doing like ebb, like ebb activations before practice. And I'm used to showing up 20 minutes before and just like walking on the field, like, yeah. like oh, I'm ready to go. Like, just start like punting balls to half field, like without stretching. You know I mean? um, that hurts. Like, yeah. Just like hearing that. Yeah, that hurts yeah right. Body. Nowadays, I can't even imagine doing that. Like, but uh, but yeah, like he kind of showed me the way. He kind of he was in my ear like throughout the whole season. Like, like oh yeah, like you could be big time. Like you could be. Mm be like a usl number one already like 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 that preseason like nashville preseason like after that like like we had a talk and he was like yeah like you could be like a number one like right now and i was like all right like, <laughs> i guess that's the path like i'm trying to get to now like how do i play like how do i get on the field like yeah um but ultimately like that season you know we had we had two guys like two really good like goalkeepers in front of me we had him and then and then uh connor sparrow who was who has already played in, in the usl for a couple of years um so I, I knew i wasn't really gonna have an opportunity to play and it all and it just comes down to experience at that point like wanting to get results grinding out results um but i was playing with the best of the best that year like i think there was like social media like articles coming out like of how we were like the USL all-star team. Like we pretty much had all the USL guys that they wanted to pretty much take a look at to bring to the MLS the next year. Mm-hmm. So training with guys like Daniel Rios, yeah. who is now at Chivas USA and, and just taking like thousands of shots from him after training. I'm telling this guy can place the ball wherever, wherever he, like, he wants, like playing with guys like, um, who else? Cameron Lancaster, who was doing it in the USL for for years, he's he's a Golden Boot record holder, you know. And then, you know, guys like Levo Maloto, who's like, who's who's a center mid who can put the ball anywhere on the field. Um, it, it was just it was just a learning curve that year, just knowing what it takes. Um, you know, getting that experience and training, and and yet at the end of that year, you know. They, 
they offered me to go into preseason with them the next year to to the MLS camp. Like they were like, yeah, we like you a lot. Like you, you, you showed us like your worth pretty much. Um, and we're going to like that end of the year meeting, they were like, we're going to, we're going to bring you into the MLS camp. And there's either two options. We're going to, we're going to sign you and loan you out to get minutes or, you know, we're going to, we're going to help you find, find your way in the USL to, to be a number one and, you know, keep an eye, keep tabs on you or whatnot. And yeah, it was just, that was the next step was just like, how do I, how do I play? How do I, you know, make the MLS team? And that's, that's what I did that whole year was just keeping my head down, like working hard, trying to like show my worth in order to, in order to, you know, get my chance uh, for the future. Yeah. And before we jump into the next squad, um, what what was the short term loan thing at the end of the season? Oh, yeah, game? I, I what the hell is that? <laughs> so, so yeah, the, I don't I don't know the rules on the loans and stuff like that. But my, I got a text from like I got a text from the GM, um, Mike Jacobs, one night on like a like a Wednesday, and he was like, "Yeah, you're offered to go on loan to New Mexico this weekend." Um, they're they're number two ultimately ultimately he had uh his brother's wedding and i was like and and they needed a, a guy to sit on the bench like in case they they um um they, they like the guy got hurt right um and i was like hell yeah like, like why not let's go to new mexico for the weekend and and yeah so i went there for a game sat on the bench but but I, but that that happened and like there was like four or five articles about me like just going there for for a loan spell so so that kind of helped just publicity just, yeah publicity, and the weirdness yeah. itself like like the publicity was 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 great like the New Mexico team like they had a whole like article um like their fan group they they came out with an article and and I actually got interviewed like after the game like one of the guys like I was like walking out to go like. <laughs> to go uh, back to the hotel like they put me in and like the guy like, i actually met like the the guy the owner group who like comes out with the articles and like he like talked to me a bunch and like he came out with like this huge thing about me like get to know danny video who's who was there but he's not here anymore so one day loan it was yeah it was there yeah. for one day <laughs> and and yeah it was it was a good experience um the coach was like, yeah, we're going to keep tabs on you. Like we heard really good things about you. We wish we could have had you here for a little bit longer, you know? So, you, so you could have trained and we got to actually like see you, but we, we heard good things from Nashville, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Did it help in the, in the future? I don't know, but, but the publicity was pretty, was pretty cool. Wow. Gotcha. Yeah. Let's transition into some of the, the, the later contracts. I mean, it seems like these learning curves were really prepping you to be the guy and be the guy who can yeah. really help the team. Because in 2020 with the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, you were awarded USL Championships Golden Glove. So that's for those who don't know, that's for the goalkeeper who lets in the least amount of goals across the regular season. First off, major congrats. I mean, that's massive in the scope of everything. And then to bring it to a question, did this feel like the beginning of getting that recognition that you were putting all this this work into up into this time in the professional game? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because that season I came in as the number two. Mm. I went in on trial at Pittsburgh after after uh, Nashville didn't work out, um, and they signed me. Um, luckily, they signed me, and I knew 
the coach Bob Lilly, who's a legend in the USL, he's he he gives out he gives out opportunities to the young guys like like no other. Like like if you, if he likes you and and you do the right things, like you're gonna play. So I played and and I did really well. You know when I got my opportunity and and he stuck with me that that COVID year we played like obviously we we had a short season but but yeah we everything I learned from the past from you know from college just kind of honed in and everything just zoomed in on that one season just like you're getting playing time now that's all that mattered was was playing yeah. time and I was like all right like let's put put out whatever like put out the best I can and that year I let up I had like a 0.5 goals against average and everything that I, I learned to get better at with my feet you know coming out for crosses the professional game you know every goalkeeper is gonna be able to make saves I, I know when it comes on a Saturday I'm gonna be able to make saves but the rest of it is where you kind of you kind of put yourself on a pedestal so I know I'm I'm clinical when it comes to coming for crosses and, and coming for punches decent enough with my feet. And it, that all, it all just came together for that one year where we had a good team of, of experienced guys that year. And, you know, they gave up maybe one or two chances a game where, you know, I'm, like I made a save. Like I, I, I went into that, that season, like I just need to make one save and then, and then just focus on the rest of it, you know? So I would make the one save luckily and come out for crosses and manage the game pretty well. And, and yeah, and it ended up in, you know, going to getting the golden glove. And that's when just everything kind of just took off from there. Yeah. Amazing. And, and we had a few goalkeepers on recently talking about pressure situations. And now that first off, there's a new pressure with coming in as the, the starter, which was up until this point, yeah. a new experience for you. And then you you're also have a, a good history with penalties, with pens and saving them. What what is your or where is, does your mind go in these types of situations? And what's crucial for you to perform at your best? Um I think I think mentality is is a big a big thing for goalkeepers. I think I think confidence when you walk on the field every single day, just just when you walk when you walk on the pitch. When you walk when you walk off the pitch on a after a training, you you want to feel like the best. You want to feel like you're the best. Key, like you're the best on the field. Like you're the man. You know what I mean. And ultimately, on a Saturday, if you don't if you don't walk onto the field at a game thinking, yeah, I'm the I'm the man, or I'm the I'm uh, like I'm the best. I'm the best at my job. Then you're gonna have these, you know, flickers of of uh, I don't want to make like. Once you have once you have the thought of I, I I can't make a mistake, that's when everything's going to go downhill. As a goal mm -hmm. as a goalkeeper, you need to be able to do everything with the highest confidence. Whether it's coming out for a cross, you know, kicking the ball, like your distribution, making saves. If if you have any doubt in your ability to do any of that, um, you know, it's it's going to be a long long game, long long season. Um, if you doubt yourself for a second, you know, that's when, that's when your, your, your mistakes are going to happen with second guessing yourself, like all that stuff. When you, when you, when you go into the game, you got to be sharp as a knife and, you know, know that you're capable to do whatever the games, the game asks you to do. Cause 
goalkeeper it's a re, it's a very reactionary position yeah. you could be the ball could be all the way down on the other side of the field but in the in a in 0.5 seconds it could be behind the back line and you're making a decision whether you gotta you gotta come for that ball or or you gotta drop and and make the save you know what I mean and that half a second if you're if you're unfocused you're doing whatever you whatever in your head if you're looking at the fans or if you're just zoned out for a second that's gonna it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt your team it's gonna hurt you um and you just gotta you just gotta have the sharpness to and the tools to deal with whatever whatever comes your way love that that's amazing advice so we're gonna go and talk a little bit about the journey right now so what things would you say helped you to get to this moment so in other words why did Danny make it as a pro and why is he still going? Um, I, I mean, I, I, since high school, I mean, it was just always that I always had that underdog, underdog mentality, you know what I mean? So in, in high school, it was, you know, how do I get to division one? You know, I might not be the most athletic, you know, going back to when those camps are the most physical, you know, stature beast. It was just like, all right, I mean, I got to prove myself. You know, when, when you got to college, all right, I got to prove myself again. And then going to Nashville, I got I got to prove myself. And then when you get to Pittsburgh and I'm actually playing, it's all right, I got to prove myself to to be to be a number one weekend, week out, best keeper in the league. So, and then coming to, Sacra coming to Sacramento, it's, it's just the same. Like, how do I... How do I prove myself to be the best? How do I prove myself that I can play at any level? And just never, and just always having that that hunger to 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 be the best I can be, and you know, know that the sky's the limit. Um, because you know, right now, yeah, I've been a number one for the past three, four years, but but I'm always like, all right, what? Like, how do I, you know, keep that? Or you can never just let it, you know, all right, I'm the number one. I can relax now. It's it's always like, all right, I'm still, I'm, I'm the number one, but that's not all I want to be. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense a little bit? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, I just don't want to be a number one. I want to prove to my team that I want to be a trophy. I want to be a tr trophy level, trophy level caliber keeper. I want to win, win, win a trophy. I want to, you know, keep pushing myself to be the best I can be. I want to, you know, win, win a goalkeeper of the year, you know, individually, but doing that as, as like winning a championship. Like, I don't want to just win goalkeeper of the year because, you know, I'm making the most saves. I want to win right. while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it's always just that hunger to, to keep me Yeah, pushing. to do more. Yeah. yeah. Like, to, I, to, to keep. I could be like, you know, like you can see me however you want to see me, but. I don't have anything to show for it. I don't have a, a trophy in as a pro yet. So that's my next step. I'm, I need to win a trophy. There you go. There's your next. Exactly. And with that, we'll get into some quick fire questions. A little fast feet round. Favorite player growing up? Um, Tim Howard. Favorite moment in football? Or soccer, think, sorry, everyone. I think that. For, for me individually or just in total? For you individually, yeah. Yeah, I think that's sporting. Nothing can really beat that sporting Kansas City game. I mean, those, we had like 12,000 fans and being able to save that penalty and, you know, 
get to that final was 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 great. Most difficult moment in soccer. Most difficult moment in soccer. That's a tough one. I think. I think it probably just goes back to to college. My my senior year not being able to to have the year that I thought I was going to have. Yeah. Favorite place you've lived so far? Sacramento. Love it. How was Nashville? Amazing. It was good. It was really good. Um but I like honestly I think it's just like what you make of it. So for for that totally. year it was great. Like loved Broadway, love the city, but you know, Sabrina, Sabrina does a great job of bringing home wherever, wherever we are. And we have some great friends here in Sacramento and, you know, there's a, there's a ton to do out here. So I think, I think Sacramento is, is awesome. definitely my top so far. Best advice you ever received? Best advice. Um, treat people the way you want to be treated. Simple enough. Best player you ever played with and against. Best player I've ever played with. Um, I would probably say best player Canardo Forbes in, in Pittsburgh was probably my the best. Okay. Yeah. And then best I played against, man, uh, Johnny Russell was really good. He was really yeah. good. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. I have a funny story about him too. Go yeah. on. <laughs> So when he took that, he took a penalty against me. I went, I went up to him and I was like, I, we had, we had a pretty decent, like we, like I had a pretty good game. Like I made like eight saves that game. And I, I went up to him before he took the pen and I was like, Hey man, like if I save this penalty, like I, I'm, I might be your teammate next year. Like, like <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like, I like we had that. a laugh. Like I was, we were laughing together and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And so he takes the penalty and I guess the right way. And it's just, it just goes straight into the top ends. And I'm like, that is, that is just typical, like hilarious. I love that though. Yeah. It just goes straight in the top ends. I dive the right way. There's no chance I can save it. I'm like, this guy is just out of his, out of his mind. This guy sees you like drool on your beard. He's like, yeah, 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 I want him to be my teammate next year. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. If you weren't a soccer player, what would you be? Um, I think I would be a teacher. I think I would I'd probably be a teacher. Yeah. Have a favorite book? I'm in a reading. I'm in a reading phase right now. Um, the Silent Patient. Okay. Silent good Patient. One. It's nice. a good one. Very good. I like that one a lot. Patient. Write that down. It's good. It and uh, it's any crazy. any quote or mantra that you live by? Quote. Uh, that's that's a that's a tough one. Quote. You miss you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Love a little Wayne Gretzky there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. Danny, we want to thank you so much for coming on. Uh we wish you the best of luck in the season and the next game's coming up and we'll be following along. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. That was a great time. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Danny. See you again sometime. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, man. It's been nice to have some uh some keepers, a nice stretch of keepers, keeper month, unofficially, officially. Yeah. Um, but it's just cool to dive into that mentality because, I mean, there's so many things that are so crucial for for keepers, no matter the situation. I think it always, one of them is it always comes back to, to confidence. That's that's a huge one. It always comes back to proving yourself. I mean, like him, this underdog mentality that he's had to go through from college coaches saying maybe he wasn't good enough for the level he thought or 
coming in, being a number two, not being able to play for a little bit, and then constantly wanting more, constantly wanting to prove himself, even after an amazing season last year. Like, the mentality is, that was great. We're so happy it all happened. It was an amazing experience. But this year, we want more. Like, we want a taste of silverware. And I think that's sports just at the heart, right? That's like the competition aspect that we're all gunning for. And I think that's the mentality that he brings to the team. And 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 it seems like it rubs off on others every day in training from how he approaches it. And it's it was cool to see his mentality 100%. Yeah. And how he just keeps growing and getting better every year. I think he's done that clearly since high school into college, college into the professional game. And then within the professional game, I mean, he just keeps getting better every year. And you can see by what he's achieved that it's, I mean, he has a bright future ahead of him. And yeah, happy to see that. It's uh, very good to talk to him. And like you said, also to, to hear from the goalie's perspective uh, over the past few guests, like they, from their their view and their perspective on the game, because they, they, they have to concentrate the same as we do, if not more, but they're not involved a lot of the time with the ball, mm. you know? So it's like they have to be ready for a moment and they might stand there for, like he said, you might be standing and you haven't touched the ball in 30 minutes. Then all of a sudden, yeah. ball gets put in behind you and you have to, be have to make decision, should yeah. I go or should I go retrieve to the box and make a save? And I mean, yeah. and you have to make that play. You have to make the correct decision. Or That's else, your like, job. It's your fault, your job, and then you're on the bench if you make the wrong decision. Like it, and it happens so, so quickly. Yeah, so quickly. And it's like, for us, we have the 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 easier part of like being able to get into rhythms, you know, like making right. a few passes here to get into a rhythm or like, you know, if you lose your rhythm, making a few easy passes here or, you know, working, making a tackle, like you're waiting in those, for those moments that you have to be like, that is such a, I mean, that's such a, it's such a different sport in the same sport, you know, and it's so interesting to kind of hear those perspectives. And like you said, you could be, you could, like he said, you could not touch it for 30 minutes, but that's where he talked about, his communication has had to get so much better over the years in terms of, you know, making sure guys are always on it. I he had a, it was like, I don't think he meant to be funny, but it was just a funny quote. It was like, all right, who can I yell at now? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. that's so keeperish. Like, who can it's, I yell at yeah, now? Yeah. But that's how it has to be because yeah. a lot of the times if, if he's not in it directly passing and stuff, you know, he could be the guy that's keeping people in sync. He could be the guy that's keeping people right. on it making sure he's directing, whether it's tactical, keeping, you know, players positively reinforced at the right times or negatively reinforced, more of like critical, you know, like more constructive criticism, like that doesn't happen mm -hmm. in my box type of stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, the mindset's there for sure. And I, I can't wait to see where it brings him and the team and, you know, make sure you guys follow along. I think USL is on ESPN or watch ESPN a lot of the time. Um, mm -hmm. If not, we'll, we'll correct it, but we'll be, uh, Posting links to to some of the guys, especially when some guests meet up for some footwork yeah. derbies of their own. Exactly, exactly. And with that, keep up the free support. It is free. Like, subscribe, Apple reviews, Spotify free. reviews. It is free. Click subscribe on YouTube. Like it. Last week we put out a little, maybe a new little thing we're gonna do. Walking with footwork, a little. Yeah, yeah, a little. Trying different. to expand, trying to expand exactly. a lot of the content. This expand year, the content just into different something realms. new. We got some um, new toys. Exactly. And we got to, we got to use those. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, that's all. all for me. So until next time, keep moving forward, keep learning and make your own path.
Footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as Kong Fitness. But we love to partner with new brands to make their own paths, so get in touch if you must. Footwork.club, the official footwork website is now live, so make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features. Find us on YouTube at Footwork Podcast. You better like and subscribe while you're there. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Find us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast. Great time there. Twitter at Footwork Podcast. TikTok at Footwork Podcast, where we like to post dance videos. Those are great, but more importantly, amazing content for any dream chasers out there. Plug, plug, pass. Tell your friends, your enemies, your mother, your brother, your sister, your pastor, it doesn't matter who. Tell the mailman, your dog, anybody that can listen. Like, subscribe, review, because all of that helps while you're there. We'll take whatever we can get to join the club. Join the club. He messed me up. I mean, he can just, he can just mash it together, so it's fine. (laughs) 